Email ray at rte.ie. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Now, our next guest is a goat farmer who came up from Leitrim. Isn't that correct? Up from Leitrim <laughs> on the train. Uh, and Leitrim is just, I suppose, I don't know how long uh, Lisa is going to be in Leitrim because she's been all over the world, originally from America, formerly a nurse and a president of Fallbrook Hospital uh, back in the States. Um, a friend of Peter O'Toole and we're only starting here uh, and there's a great smell of cheese. Good afternoon, Lisa. Good afternoon, Ray. Nice to be here. Thank you. So uh, did, was this was this the plan for the eight-year-old Lisa when she was asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? No, it wasn't. But um, it was the plan after I first visited Ireland in 1967. It felt like home. Many Irish feel that. They say that. That's, I'm not the first one that said that. And I sowed the seed that maybe someday I could have a little piece of property back in the family to honor Margaret Curry, Grandma, Thomas Shields, Grandpa, Mm. who had to emigrate from Leitrim in the 1800s. So 160 years from from when Grandma Curry emigrated, here I have in her memory something. Yeah, but I I love yours is total immersive. Like people come back, they go to a genealogy centre, they stay in a nice hotel they do the tour and the bus and all that and back they go to wherever from whence they came. But you're, 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 you're doing it. You're getting your hands dirty. You're milking goats and making cheese and it's a beautiful place here. Yeah. It's safe. I just heard you say something about where Ireland's the third safest country. I, do, I didn't get who was first. Denmark was second. Um, but uh, anyway, it's it's safe. Finland or Iceland. It's real. And you can have a real connection with being on the planet, with the earth. And we need to take care of that. Mm. Right. Where do, where, where do we start with this? So uh, we have your, your heritage there with your, with your grandparents. Um, where were you brought up in the States? I was, so I'm, I'm New York Irish. Right. My father was born in the Bronx, like many people. They moved to uh, Queens, and then my father wound up on Wall Street, and he moved to Westchester County. So, so we, you had a nice childhood then, did I you? I had a lovely childhood, yeah. 20 acres of land. I was born in 1942 in the middle of the war, but we were well taken care of. We had good schools. I'm Irish Catholic nun educated. Yeah. <laughs> And and when did you realise your Irishness? I think really when I came over here. Right, in the 60s. Right, yeah, yeah, my family did not speak of the Irishness, i.e. mother, who was third generation Irish, would never go to the Irish American club. So they were they wanted to distance themselves. Why? My father would never come back to Ireland. So it was when I came here and I said, This is a wonderful place. This but is why not. They, why were they distancing them, themselves? From I think Ireland? poverty. You never know about criminality in the back. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But I, I I haven't heard of that yet. But poverty. Yeah. Poverty. So they done well and they wanted to they sever any connection with yes. a, a poor My father would not past. set foot on the island. Right. He was a Wall Street banker. He used to have business in London, used to travel frequently to London. And my mother would say, let's let's just go over and put our feet on the place. He was, wouldn't set foot on it. Right. You're making up for them, aren't you? Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm here. So the, the, go, coming to Ireland in the 60s, so that was part of that. And, and, and you fell into bad company. Uh, no, <laughs> no, good company. Good company. So go on. So um, in in the sixties, it was nineteen sixty seven. I was uh, traveling around. I bought myself a little car. I wound up in Bray. Um, I was having dinner 
at the Royal Starlight Hotel, and there were these four men kind of going back and forth to a wall telephone, laughing. On the way out, one of them said, "Will you join us? Like to join us for a drink?" Of course, I, were you would, your I, own? I would always say, I was on my own. I right, was 24, right, I was on, right. my, on my okay. own. Yeah. And so I did, and they had just come over to do The Lion in Winter, Peter O'Toole, Catherine Hepburn, and they were looking for extra um, assistance right. in the um, talent side, you know, sparks and and, and uh, makeup and hair and that sort of So I said, yes, I was artistic. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I got the job and traveled that's like, with That's them. like when an actor is asked, can you ride a horse? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you got the job, right? So I got the job and I traveled with that film to France, loved it. And then a few more films, uh, one with Richard Harris. And um, then the film business took a bit of a dive. Uh, I went to acting school. That wasn't going to work. If I was going to be anything, I was going to be a director. Right. So uh, then I met my husband, three children, husband American, poor boy, born in South Dakota, all the way to chairman of the board of a couple of companies. And I said, I'll take this one. Right. (laughs) He's a keeper. He was a keeper. (laughs) He was a keeper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And he died young enough. Uh, He was was older. He was was older than you. He was was much older than I was. Yes, okay. And that was attractive as well because he didn't have any job to go to or anything. He was done with work. He was here to travel. So uh, I'm intrigued now. What was the age difference? uh, 30 to 68. Right, right. Uh, IQ is probably what I fell in love with over 140. Right. That's what I loved. Yeah. And you had how many children? Four. Right. Four, three boys and one girl. And you, you always knew, well, I suppose, you know, in the normal run of things, you were going to outlive him by a good bit. I thought I would. He said, maybe not. Right. <laughs> and uh, at some point I told him when we had number four, and he said, well, I think we're too old. I said, well, I guess we're not. <laughs> and he said, well, I said, well, if you want to do something about it, you go ahead, you go to see the urologist. He said, but you might die and I might meet somebody younger. That was his attitude. Right. Okay. So. Well, he obviously knew you liked that in him. <laughs> yes. And he played that part. Well, yes. it was him. It was him. Uh, so, so then when, when, he, when he died, what age were the children? The children were two, six, ten and eleven. So oh. the five of us grew up together, as it were. But I was employed. I then knew I had to get my master's in nursing. I went to University of San Diego to get my master's in administration and got involved in politics um, at the hospital level, the healthcare level, and then the local school level, and then eventually moved to Northern California Mm. um, to the Bay Area. Uh, and you went on, you got a PhD. Uh, yes, at the University of San Francisco and was in hired nursing. by them. Yes. Yeah. And I mentioned that you became the president. Were you the first female or nurse president of Fallbrook Hospital? Correct. Yeah. That's oh. correct. Yeah. That's correct. All, I, all the time with four children. All the time with four children Was that, going a, was that to a struggle? No, no. No. I do not recall that it was a struggle because were I Were you comfortable? Did you, were you, no, we were small house, small yeah, bungalow. Right. But we had everything that we needed, and we had each other, mm. and we had vacations. 
you know, we'd go to Tijuana for a vacation in the VW bus. <laughs> but that's it, on the Mexican border, isn't it? That's right on the Mexican border. Yeah. But we had we had we had what we needed, yeah. and everybody turned out okay. Great, yeah, great. Uh, so, so then, when when the, the children were reared, as they say here, uh, you were free to do what you wanted to do. Yes, and then I was um, looking at. I visited Prague, visited Serbia, was very impressed with the quality of the agriculture, the life in Serbia, uh, the uh, cost of living, mm. etc. And I was there for five years. I learned my cheese making there. And then that situation changed. And I thought, where is this Irish farm? Uh-huh. And off I came in 2016 to visit the goat festival in Port Leash, which was very was, was it a festival or a conference? It was a conference. A conference. It was a conference. It was <laughs> the goat conference in Port Leash. I didn't know such a thing existed. Oh, and it was very credible. It was very, very professional. Oh, right, wonderful. Right. Um, and I met some people there. And that was on a Tuesday. I went up to Ballinamore on a Thursday, got in touch with a couple of real estate agents, saw a few places, went in on the Monday morning, and I said, I think that one's mine. And that was it. I was back in December. December 6th, I arrived. Why Leitrim? Parents. Grandparents. Oh, grandparents. Grandparents. Yes. Oh, yeah. grandparents. So, so you had that. Yeah, you yeah. said that at the start, yes. So th- that was the connection. Um, and it's a beautiful county. It's a beautiful county. And... What is very interesting is my daughter, who's quite accomplished and traveled as well, as is her partner, um, they're impressed with the friendliness of everyone and the safety. Mm. And it's... Yeah. It's, you can't it's, buy that. You can't buy that. No. And the neighbors care. Yeah. So the things that we're interested in is connection, community, co-creating with the people here. So we have the ideas. Gypsy has the expertise as a professional chef. chef uh, Rochelle has the expertise as a uh, chief operating officer. She was uh, selling booze in Singapore. Right. They lived in Singapore before. So we have that, but we want to have a good quality. We want enough. We want enough, but we don't want too much. I raise the children on something that they don't like me to hear me say now, well, there, she's out of the country. Too much is as bad as not enough. Yeah. So that's a great philosophy. So we and we're here. We turn an old barn, hay barn, into a creamery. Some all local help, all local help. The somebody said, "Oh, tear it down, tear it down, build a new one." You know what that old thing? I said, "Yeah, you're right. I do want that old thing." We also have an old famine cottage on the property. It was uh, dated 1846 to 1900. Right. Have a little woodworking studio in there, and I milk the goats in there. Uh-huh. You don't tear these things down. Actually, if you get onto Dermot Bannon, there are good grants for those sort of things now. Did oh, you know that? Oh, you know, the only man on the telly, the architect. Yes. Yeah. Uh, because there are now, there's this, I think you can get up to 70,000 or something like that if you want to turn it it's into a house. But you have your own house now, you don't want to do that. Yeah. So... so the goat thing then. So well, I moved in in December 6. I bought my first goats. But why goats? Oh, you get a lovely product. Right. First of all, the milk is the nearest to human milk that you can, of any right. ma- mammalian. No, I'm just, I'm just trying to, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to plot. I was going to do, I thought once upon a time I might do pigs, mangalitsa right. pigs. Difficult to milk. Uh, difficult to milk. Yeah. A lot of poop, smells, <laughs> yeah. flies, goat. You can have a relationship with. With a goat. <laughs> 
can have a relationship <laughs> with a goat. She has a pupil that is horizontal, and uh-huh. so she can see greater than 180 degrees. So she can look you in the eye as well as be aware of predators. Why? Whereas the sheep... So eyes are set back, and yeah. they have to turn their head. Look, right, right. But the goat will look you in the eye. Yeah, men who what was that? Wasn't wasn't a movie? And John Ronson, um, men who stare at goats. Yeah, men who stare at goats. Uh, ah, you know, yeah, it was John Ronson. You know, he's an English writer. Um, it was, and then it was made into a movie with George Clooney. Uh, but I still don't. Just there was just just a bit of a gap there. The nursing to a very high level, and been in you know administration in a hospital. To goats, what's the where's the bridge? Probably the thing was location. Yeah. When I first went to Serbia, I was teaching online for the University of San Francisco. Nursing. Yeah. I was got some teaching opportunities in Belgrade, uh, which satisfied my teaching needs. But then I could see that if I went to Ireland, that wasn't going to continue. And it was time. It's time when you get to be of a certain age in academia to turn it over. Okay. There's a time to turn things over. Start a new career. Yeah. In your 70s. Yes. <laughs> Let somebody else do that. Yeah. But farming of all the career choices, it, you know, not for the faint-hearted, probably, you know, people say it's a, a young man, woman's job. But but there you are and you're, you're, you're hands on, you're milking your own goats and you're making cheese. And We have a polytunnel. We have 2.2 acres. We fertilize with concentrated seaweed. We've stopped using any commercial nitrogen on the property. We do use some lime. We're not organic because I'm not big enough. Right. In order to be organic, you have to be three hectares. I'm uh-huh. only three acres. Right. So we're taking care of the land. We're rotating the animals. Uh, because I've learned about the parasites that are in the land here. You can't beat them. You have to vaccinate and you have to deworm. You cannot not do that. Your animals will die if you don't do that. How many goats have you got? I've got 12 at the moment, but my favorite one is Cora, and she's an old Irish goat. She was born on my property, but her mother came from Lockerie, and her breed has been in Ireland for 5,000 years. And she's pregnant now. Great. And she'll be kidding in May. And I kind of have a dream, if I live long enough, to have a heritage cheese. Nobody milks the old Irish goat. Why not? Because they're low in volume and it's probably going to have to do a little things a little bit differently. She's going to have to be calmed down to get her to milk. And she's not going to have that much volume. She's a wild goat. Yes. Yeah. But she's taken to my property and apparently, from what I learned from the rare breed people that are very active here, is that there's more fat in the old Irish goat milk than in the That was my next question. Breeds, the mixed breeds so that we have. there is, the milk is different. And all thus, the milk is different. Thus the cheese flavour, all that is different. Oh, yeah. Right. Absolutely. And our our goats are grass-fed, except for some hay and some crunch as a supplement. But by and large, they're outdoors. How many goats? Uh, Oh, I asked you that. But I also buy in milk from Pat Toey in Roscommon. He's got 70. Right. He went from 40 to 70 to accommodate us. Right. Uh, You brought in some samples of cheese and you have a cheese that happened by accident. Yes. So this is a, a what type of cheese? It's it's a mixed cheese. The French word would be melange, but we call it Slievenaren because we live under that mountain. 
two, three years ago, my neighbor, Michal Gagan, called me and said, Lisa, I am drowning in milk. I just just uh, weaned a couple of Jersey calves, and I'm drowning in milk. Can you use it? I said, of course I can. I had no idea what I would do with it. He started dropping off at least 12 liters every day. Mm. I look, I worked with it. I looked at the recipe. I looked at the quality of one liter of this, two liters of that, and all the rest of it. And it settled on a ratio of cow to goat. Right. It's creamier. It has an interest. So it doesn't have the flavor of goat, but it has more interest than a straight farmhouse cow right. cheese. How, how do you describe um, a goat's cheese, the flavor of it? Uh, the highest compliment you can have for your cheese is clean. Clean. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And Kevin Sheridan, that's the first. He's the he big cheesemonger. He said it's what clean. What does that mean? <laughs> it means that they don't smell any animal, any buck, any dirt, any All right. any extras in there. It's clean. Creamy, uh, spreadable. The goat milk, you want it to have a tang. By and that's large. The, see, that's because I thought you were going to say tangy. but No. Uh, no. By and large, it, it will have a tang of its own. By and large, people compliment our cheese and say it's so not that sharp. You brought up some sleeve Aaron. Sleeve and Aaron. Sleeve and Aaron. And that's the mixture. And, and was there, and oh, the other the, one uh, is the yeah. Canoc Leotrum. And that is the um, pure Canoc Leotrum. That's the, the Leotrum, Leotrum yes. Haler Mountain. Yeah. Yep. Now, I'm spreading this. Um, the uh, the Sleeve and Aaron. Yeah, now that, that, that looks lovely. And you see, it's more yellow than the pure goat. Yeah. And that's because the cow doesn't metabolize all of the um, carotene in the grass. And she leaves it in her milk. Uh, that's delicious. Great. I, I'm not, I'm not going to use the word clean because I don't know what it means with reference to a cheese, but, but uh, it's just delicious. That's And really then when you lovely. follow it with the pure goat, you'll see how right. the two of them are a little bit different. If, if you insist. <laughs> oh, please do. Please do. I'm happy to bring it up here. Yeah, so this this is the, the Canuck Lechma. Yes, and I like the Irish names. Mm. I like the whole idea of Irish. Yeah, less flavor. Oddly. Yeah, yeah, it's my it's a mild goat yeah. cheese, mm. but it's pure oh, it's... raw milk goat cheese. They're delicious. And the chefs like it, and people like it, and yeah, they do. I'd say I can see why they do. Yeah. So you're living the dream. Living the dream. Will you share some of your, you know, philosophy with us? Because you're. Do you mind me? Do you mind me telling them your age? No, 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 no it's no. okay. It's okay. You're. They might have done the maths already because you no. said when you were born. You're 82. <laughs> 82 next yeah. Monday. Yeah. Oh, happy birthday. <coughs> happy birthday, February 1st. St. Bridget's yeah. Day. Is it? We right? get a holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's my it. birthday. <laughs> Lisa Day. <laughs> I, I've always, I've not been an out-and-out out rebel, but I have always been interested in why we do things. Um, why do you catheterize a patient? Why do you use this antibiotic and not that antibiotic? Why do you operate on this one and not? Why, 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 why? That drives our business now. Why are we doing this now? And it the answer is, is connection, mm. co-creativity, and community. Right. And do you, this is the thing, do you question things? Because oftentimes 
things are as they are because of different circumstances. And they stay because of tradition and people just go, well, that's the way it's done. When, when, well, yeah, that's the way it was done then because there was a reason for it, but things have changed. We should change. Right. You know, so you question the world and how it's run. I question the world, particularly with some of these um, basic agricultural products, because the way it was did work until, until we industrialized everything. And now the food we have, there's nothing wrong with it. It doesn't make anybody sick usually, but it is commercial, high energy, palm oil, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I see now. So that connection, that community, yep. that's co-creation is all in the cheese. When somebody buys that goat cheese, I can tell them five days ago that was grass. <laughs> and I know what that grass is made of. Yeah. Yours. And you know everybody who had an input into that along the process. Yes. And and, and you've done you've done the little drawings on the on yes. the labels. Yes. Right. Yes. Is there anything you can't do? Do you play a musical instrument? Uh, the trumpet. Oh, <laughs> you do that. <laughs> I do. I actually should have brought it down. I was supposed to bring it to. Uh, now I'm going to gift you this, right? Oh. That's that's um, the writings of Ivor Brown. And he was a trumpet player as well. Did you know that? No. Yes. This is your day. Well, no, it's your day. It's your day. Uh, and they're a collection of his writings. And the brilliant thing about that is you can dip in and, and, and you know, it's not a, it's not a memoir or something lovely. like that. So there you, Thank you, 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 you so can much. have that. Trumpeter Thank to, you. Trumpeter to trumpeter. Yeah, I went uh, all the way to Carnival of Venice. Yeah. And then was it, it, it what? Triple tonguing and everything like that. Right. And then I found boys and... And was it classical trumpet or jazz? It was or mostly band and orchestra. Right, yeah. okay. And uh, yeah. Carnival of Venice was my highest achievement. Because he, he, he says, because there's loads of obituaries of him today, that, 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 he, that he, his chosen career would have been a jazz musician, but right. uh, his parents thought differently and he ended up as a psychiatrist. And he, he you know, he, sort of the, the father of modern, I suppose, mental health service in this country, Ivor Brown. Super. Yeah, super. There you go. Uh, so, do you think for the, do you, you live in the moment, or do you think about? I live in plans the moment. Or, you no, have plans live. to expand your 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 goat herd. Yeah, I used to feel guilty about living in the moment because um, when one situation changed, I noticed that a lot of people were really sad and worried, and they wanted it back and everything. And I don't do that, uh, kind of naturally. Um, so I am able to move on. And um, I do live in the moment. I do like to plan. I do like to know that we're going to make a little money. Mm. And I do not like to know that we're fair. Right. That we're fair. Yeah. Ethics and economics can coexist. I am sure about that. And I learned that in the healthcare industry in America. It isn't that at the moment. But it can, you, there's no reason. They're not mutually exclusive. No, no reason for taking care of the usual ills of people could break the okay. day. Uh, now, uh, from the south, it's up to Dublin. From the north, it's down to Dublin. From the west, it's over to Dublin. <laughs> but you, you, you're up to Dublin. Yeah, although, up to although, Dublin. Although, That's what I said. Strictly speaking, you travel south to yep. be here, but you're That's up to Dublin. That's that, true, that, that, but that, it is funny how we say that. <laughs> yeah, it is. Up to yeah. Dublin. Lisa, I, I, I really enjoyed that. And, uh, thank you, you so much. Your company and your cheeses. So th- thanks so much for I appreciate the cheeses with the team. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1.